2: Well, you can't make this stuff up today. President Joe Biden called on senators to drop the filibuster, to just carve it out, to pass federal abortion rights protections. And we've gone down this path a number of times. Uh, really interesting. Uh, Senate Democratic Whip Dick Durbin from Illinois actually pointed the finger in response to the president's call to Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema that they're the main stomach blocks. He said that that, uh, the institution of the Senate is being held hostage by two senators. Now, they happen to be Democrat senators, uh, but the reality is... There is ways to get this done. Uh, Carving out the filibuster is uh, a head-scratcher extraordinaire in my book. And so whenever I have a real head-scratcher, I need the ultimate inside source on the Senate, the sage of the Senate, James Walner, senior fellow at the R Street Institute. Uh, His research focuses, of course, on separation of powers, Congress, political parties, and federal policies. And uh, James, thanks for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having
2: me. I, I'm, I'm sure your spidey sense went up as soon as the president started to speak today uh, that uh, you were going to get a call from inside sources saying <laughs> we, we need your help today. So, so the president makes this uh, thing that we just have to do a carve out. So let's, let's not get rid of the filibuster for everything, but just for this very specific piece of legislation, let's get rid of the filibuster. Uh, Where is he going with that?
0: Well, this is exactly what the president advocated back in ju- January with the voting rights bill. And just as we discussed back then, if your listeners will remember, this, I, I think, really shows us how little respect that uh, senators, that that presidents have for the rules of the Senate when those rules stand in the way of getting them something they want. It's like we should follow the rules all the time except for this one time when they don't let me do what i want and i think that is that's it's absolutely absurd
2: and so as you as you look at that james uh, again, it's such a, a head scratcher. And, and of course, all of the cable news networks uh, from the right to the left and everything in between are uh, are engaging in great battle. We've already talked about the fact that there's fundraising emails being sent out from both political parties on what to do about the filibuster. And it's either, you know, causing the demise of the constitutional republic or it's, you know, we're on our way to fascism, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, but you've explained to us on this show before, and I want you to explain again, the fact that if if the Democrats in the Senate actually wanted to pass something on this, there's actually a way they could do that.
0: You're absolutely correct. The rules aren't the problem. First, how they think about the rules and that Republicans and Democrats are both the same on this. It, it, it undermines the very purpose of those rules. But as you just noted, they're not the problem. The problem is senators aren't trying to do the things that they say the rules are stopping them from doing. They have all sorts of tools in their toolbox to advance legislation. They just choose not to do it. And one reason, I think, as you've acknowledged, is because they don't have the votes to advance the things that they want to advance right now.
2: And so often it's easy for members of the Senate to say that the filibuster is is some, you know, it's like a cardio infarction that it's, you know, preventing the real blood and the life of the Senate to get to the heart of the matter. Uh, but then they constantly commit these infractions uh, where, as you described, they're they're just saying, well, we only want it for stuff we want. We don't want it for everything. We, we just want it for this because this is what we want. When uh, we talked about the EPA earlier in the day uh, and the fact that basically what the Supreme Court said on the EPA ruling today was, Congress, do your job. And rather than having Elizabeth Warren scream uh, that this is a, uh, an illegitimate court and all of that, the court's just saying, well, no, Senator, you can actually go introduce a bill and build a coalition and pass something. Uh, you have the tools, the rules and everything right there inside the Senate already.
0: You're, and that I think really shows us how little regard they have for the rules it 's not a rule if you waive it whenever you want to do something that that the rule would otherwise stop you from doing and you' you 've basically made the whole thing meaningless and President Biden in his remarks also kind of tipped his hat to the Supreme Court when. He said that the only way to, to guarantee a woman's right to an abortion is to get it into law, and the only way to do that is to have Congress vote on it. When it's where has has it not been a part of the law f- for the past, you know, several decades? Does he think that the Supreme Court acted illegitimately when they made the Roe decision? If Congress is the only institution in our federal government that has the power under the Constitution to create law, then we have to ask ourselves why hasn't congress been grappling with this issue and taking it up over the past several decades
2: yeah and that is the thing that we continue to come back to is uh, who's who's going to put it on the floor and and often often it's it's both Uh, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, uh, who who love to go behind closed doors and work out what they will and won't do. They they accept the fake fights that they're going to have for their fundraising purposes. And they decide what they can live with in terms of what's likely to impact the next election. And then they come out and drop something on the floor and there's no debate and there's no amendment. Uh, And as you said, James, if Congress really wanted to deal with the Roe issue, they could have done it at any point over the last several decades.
0: Any senator can put a bill on a calendar to codify a woman's right and access to an abortion. Any senator can make a motion to proceed to that bill and force his or her colleagues to vote on it. Any senator could have done those things. But the reason why senators don't do that anymore is because they're not interested in debating our concerns and then making decisions about public policy on our behalf they're interested in creating legislative widgets. They're only concerned about the outcome. And if they don't think they can win a vote, then they don't do anything. And then they blame the things that that stand in their way, being the rules and others for why they can't win a vote. When in reality, you have to try, you have to debate stuff and then other people are gonna try to stop you. And then out of that, you're gonna get a compromise. And then that compromise is gonna become the law of the land. That was how we got our constitution. And it seems to me, if it's good enough for the delegates to the federal convention in 1787, if it's good enough for all the men and women who have paved the way for the Congress that we have today, then it ought to be good enough for the Democrats and Republicans who are in the United States Senate now. And the fact that they complain about nothing happening when they have all of the tools at their disposal to actually make things happen, I think highlights very, very well for your listeners what the fundamental problem is.
2: Uh, great insight, as always. James Walner from the R Street Institute, uh, always helping us break down uh, what is going on in this uh, call from the president to eliminate the filibuster. Just carve it out. Uh, for this specific thing uh, just doesn't pass the smell test. And there's so many things that can be done that should be done on a host of issues. Uh, and again, the more we allow Congress to abdicate its authority to the executive branch, the more politicized the court will be because the executive branch will always take the power. Uh, and when they use it, a lawsuit will be filed and it will work its way through the court. James Walner, thanks as always. Uh, have a great Fourth of July weekend. Thanks for having me. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come. We're going to talk about the interest rate on the national debt. Guess how much it's going to be. It's a big number. Find out what it is coming up next.
1: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds.